The man in charge of guiding the traffic. You know they do this here at the car line? So, A, I never got driven to school. I don't know if you got driven to school. I never got driven to school. Like, my parents, I, I think I got driven to school like twice my whole school career. The rest of the time I was walking to school. And then, for most of my school career, I had to take city buses. So I would leave my house in the morning, get on the city bus, off I go. I explain this to my kids and they're like, what? How? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Somebody drove you to school? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no one drove to school, ever. We took buses. The bus driver drove to school. And they never get to ride real school buses. I don't know if that's because our kids go to private school. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, we drive our kids. And as I'm going through the car line, they have people guiding it. And they usually have the teachers come out. So teachers in the morning end up being in and the administration, end up being part of the car line guidance. And they're moving it around, the security, etc. So one of the things that they said... Or one of the things this morning as I was coming through, one of the one of the teachers was standing in line and he is signaling for the cars and the vehicles to come through. And then, then the thing happens. He yawns. Not like a little bit, like <clears throat> he, he yawns like a lot of it. Like a lot of it yawning. Like a big, huge yawn, a bearded guy, big yawn. <laughs> big yawn. Just like that. Actually, I didn't even hear it. I don't even know if it was a big yawn or not. But he was sitting there yawning. He looked at me, smiled, and then he walked through. And you look at that and you would assume, all right, that yawn means he's tired. That's what you might think. Well, that yawn means he's tired. Do you know there's other reasons why people yawn besides being tired? They yawn because they're bored. They yawn because they're tired for sure. They yawn because the body's just trying to release energy. Like, there's a lot of reasons why somebody will yawn. And if you look at somebody who's yawning and you assume, oh, that guy needs a little cafe con leche. Need to get that guy some cafe con leche. You start to assume that's the reality, that they need some cafe con leche. And you start to recognize real quickly that that is just not the case. That is just not the case. They do not need cafe con leche. Your interpretation of what their behavior was was off. And this is a principle for today, which is, your story about other people is not always true. Your story or interpretation of others' behavior is not always true. Your story or interpretation of other people's behavior is not always true. Your story and interpretation of other people's behavior is not always true. Is the administrator tired? Maybe. Maybe he's tired. I don't know. But I can make an assumption. And the assumption could be, well, because he's yawning, he's tired. But that's not necessarily accurate. I can't tell you the number of times that I would look at the facial expression of my child and assume something that was completely inaccurate. Or people would look at me when I'm very focused and don't think I'm angry. But like, dude, why are you so angry? I'm like, I'm not angry. But like, no, dude, you look so angry. I was like, what are you talking about? Or I would come in and I wouldn't be bouncing off the walls. I'd just be sitting there calm and listening and people would be like, what's wrong with you? You all right? You feeling sick? I'm like, I'm not feeling sick. I'm just focused. I'm just sitting here. I'm not angry. I'm just focused. I'm intense right now, but I'm not angry. Or I would talk loud and people be like, oh my God, why are you so angry? Right? Or why are you so emotional about this? 
So there was all this interpretation about me and about who I was and about what I was up to and what I was feeling driven by somebody's story about what they saw. No different than looking at the yawning guy. Yawning guy's like, like a giant yawning bear. And you think, well, yawning bear must be tired. I think it's in business too, where people send you a message or an email, you'll interpret their text to their email or their message with one tone. You'll be like, oh, that must be what that means. That must be what that means. Only to recognize that's not what it means. It's what you think it means. And that's not accurate at all. And you're like, well, that's not accurate. My interpretation is not accurate. So here's my question for you. Where in your world across body being balanced and business, you have some people yawning, yawning in your world, and you've made some assumptions about what that means, but they might not be accurate. Pull out your warm up and your weapon, aka journal your pen, write that area down, and then answer the second question. What is the cost for assuming inaccurately what that person means by their <laughs> big ass yawn? My friends, all I got for you today. It's Garrett Joyce signing off, saying love and like. Morning, good afternoon, and good night. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends. So you got to hear about the yawning old man. I know. Inspiring. You are inspired. Your nipples are hard. You're super pumped. I get it. I get it. Listen, we're going to take our principle from that uh, little parable of yawning man, which is your story and interpretation about others' behavior is not always true. Your story and interpretation about others' behavior is not always true. Now, I'm going to link this up to two different things. First thing we're going to link this up is is the content of what we've been discussing inside of Be The Man, all right? We're not going to actually read from Be The Man today because I'm actually doing this podcast while while I'm driving, but... Uh, We're going to reference it. I'm going to reference it, and then I'm going to link it up to the core four principles of what's known as reverse-engineered production. So let's take the principle, your story and interpretation about others' behavior is not always true, and let's look at the land of liars, shall we? So in the land of liars, the truth is a weapon, and when spoken is a declaration of war. You've heard me say this over and 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 over again. In the land of liars, the truth is a weapon, and when declared, is a declaration of war. So what this means, um, ultimately, and linked up to our principle, is this. Uh, you think you know why people are doing what they're doing. But the hard part is, you don't really know. Like, you don't really know. Think about this. Most, most human beings um, have been trained to lie. All human beings have been trained to lie. Like, you've been trained to lie, I've been trained to lie, we've been trained to lie. We've been trained to cover up what's actually going on for us. Why? Because the situation we're in is not appropriate, quote-unquote, to express some emotion or feeling, um, a circumstance or a person we're talking to, we believe, can't handle the truth. 
So what ends up happening is we find ourselves in this interesting precarious situation, which is a predicament. And the predicament is if we tell the truth, we're damned. If we don't tell the truth, we're damned. Right? At least that's the story that we tell ourselves. So then we're in relationship with a whole bunch of liars, right? But you're a liar. So you're a liar, you're in relationship with liars, and you're both in this relationship together trying to figure out how to be in relationship when the real problem is you're both fucking liars. Can you see this? Like, what kind of relationship are you actually in if you are a liar and you're in a relationship with a liar? Which everybody's in, by the way. This means you're in a relationship that is filled with insanity. It's almost fictional. It's like a fictional relationship with a fantasy wonderland. That's why movies work. Right, we get we fall in love with this idea that the boy's gonna get the girl and everybody's gonna be happy and it's gonna be singing and music and all this wonderful shit, right? And that's that's part of it, right? But the part that they don't talk about and the part they don't speak about is that people don't speak about the chaos, right? It's like you, you look at the truth of a relationship. I don't care who you are, I don't care how long you've been together. War and fighting in relationship is part of relationship. And if there's no debate, collision, or war inside a relationship, it's because you're not fucking trying and one of you is a doormat. Otherwise, every human being on the planet experiences the chaos inside of relationship. And the chaos inside of relationship leads to collision. And that collision leads to creation and all kinds of interesting things. But we avoid it, right? But the bigger problem around this isn't the fact that you avoid it. It's the fact that you don't even know who you are because you're such a fucking liar. Like you've lied about who you are for so long and you've lied about what you want for so long and you've suppressed what you've really been feeling for so long that inside of that suppression and inside of those lies and inside of those stories, you find yourself in a following situation. You don't even know what it is to be in relationship with yourself. And then you look around at the people you're in relationship with and you're like, oh, I don't even know who that person is. Well, you don't know who that person is because you don't know what you're, you don't know who you are. tough, right? And so we come back to our principle, your story and interpretation about others' behavior is not always true. Well, Be the Man the Book is absolutely about this foundational problem. Is your story about other people is wrong almost every single time. Why? Because you don't have all the facts. And the worst part is you're interpreting the facts that you do have through the filtered liar lens that you wear. I mean, it's a clusterfuck, my friends. It is a clusterfuck. You're a liar with lens that interprets the world through your own lies and your own half-truths and the only, the things you're kind of saying is kind of not saying, the fears you're keeping in and not telling anyone about, the concerns and stresses that you have that you don't talk about, the excitements and joys and passion and desires that you have that you don't talk about or that you do talk about but you talk about them in a filtered way. And then you marry all that up to another person who does the same thing. It's a fucking miracle that any of us even stay together at all. Then add the cut, then add the formula to this of growth, which is people who are pursuing becoming more, having a lifestyle worst way style game, give somebody the pursuit of more, and then add into the conversation of constantly evolving and uncovering more lies and more truths and more stories and more this and more that. And now you've, I mean, you've just, you've literally woken yourself up to a fucking shit show. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this reality that your story and interpretation about others' behavior is not always true because you don't even know what it is that's driving that behavior. And on top of that, you don't even know what drives most of your behavior. How do we deal with this? Like, how do we, how do we ultimately engage this? And what does it have to do with core four? So the core four system was built out of a desire to produce more in business. It wasn't built because I had... 
you know, some desire that was different or distinct than that. Literally was born out of a desire to make more money. The problem was, is I was a, a liar. So I didn't have any power, right? But when I figured that piece out, there was another problem. And it was just a capacity issue. Like telling the truth will get you one place, but it won't, it, it's not everything, right? Getting to the bottom line of your facts is one thing, but it's, but then there's another phase. And that another phase requires and demands new behavior in the way that you deal with yourself. So I started looking at uh, what was happening inside of my business. And I recognized very quickly that the challenge that I had in my business was a capacity issue. Lies were causing my capacity to shrink. But also I recognized that I was losing energy in my body, my being, and my balance. My body, when it came to being tired and fatigued, my balance when it came to feeling guilty and shameful about not having deep-rooted connection relationships with my wife and my children, and my being, which was a whole shitload of confusion and chaos for me being raised in the religion I was raised in and trying to figure out who God was. Like, who is God for me? Not who is God my parents tell me is, not who is God that the religion I was raised in tells me is, who is God for me legitimately? Like, what is my experience with God? Right, the people wrote it down in books 2,000 years ago who are dead about their experiences with God. We call them scripture, we canonize them, we make them holy, we make them important, which I understand, right? But I was not interested in just having that. I was interested in having my own experience with God. So I was in confusion and chaos in my being. I was confusion and chaos in my bodies with addiction and injury. I'm in confusion and chaos in my marriage. Should I stay married and not stay married? Then I'm trying to take myself and go produce results while being in the middle of all that chaos. Now, layer across all of that, the fact that I'm a fucking liar, right? So I'm a liar on top of all this other chaos that's going on. So then I'm pretending to everybody else I'm not actually feeling all that. And then underneath the surface is like this circus, like a a goddamn hurricane of emotions, thoughts, and feelings. Couldn't even give me focus enough to actually produce because I was so stuck in the conundrum of this. So I, I, I tripped upon a principle that ultimately was birthed the core four game. And I'm going to introduce today and then we're going to talk about it over the next couple of shows, which was I found the truth. But in the truth, I found also that there were a lot of things I wasn't doing that I already knew I needed to be doing. And there were a lot of things I needed to be doing consistently that I wasn't doing consistently. And all that was a capacity issue. So I looked at where I was losing capacity and power. One of the places I was losing, it was in my body. And I recognized that when I worked out, I had more power. The other place was being. When I was in chaos and connection about religion, I was struggle. I would struggle to feel worthy and struggle to feel like I wasn't some broken sinner. So I started searching through a new path through meditation and personal study about God. And then there was my wife and children which was when I was on point with my wife, when we'd had great sex and then I went to the office, when, when my wife and I were communicating well, talking well and on the same page, when, when that was the case, and when me and my kids were on the same page, when all of that was in check, I felt an increasing, overwhelming increase of power. So I started the core four game driven by allocating and uncovering power inside a body being in balance and then pointing and directing that at business. So I literally reverse engineered my production by recognizing that body being in balance are about 80% of the impact of a business. You get those three locked down, business itself becomes shitloads easier. My friends, we're going to continue down that conversation, reverse engineer production tomorrow as we dive into the core four conversation. That's all I got for you today. This is Garrett Chihuahua signing off, saying love and like. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.